1: Hey, it's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, all the way from Houston, I have Allie Booker. She is an attorney. Her links will be in the description box, so if you're in Texas, maybe if you're just nationwide, she can help you. It's going to be for a fee, but I tell you, she won't stop until she wins. Allie, welcome to the show. How are you doing?
0: Hi, how are you doing, Kellen?
1: I am awesome. I'm awesome. I just, Allie, I got to say, you are a like breath of fresh air. When I, (laughs) when I saw your Instagram and shout out to Phil of the African diaspora um, for, for connecting us, but I was like, this is a different type of person. And a lot of times people see attorneys only in court and they're like, oh man, my attorney is, you know, straight lay, straight arrow, but you got a wild side to you. But I, but that's that TSU wild side. I'm a grambling. Yeah, I'm a <laughs> grambling man. Uh, but, you know, I, I love being at TSU. For a second, I, I was worried if I knew you. I said, I might already know Allie. Let me, but- yeah, but um, but I want you to tell people, you know, to get to law school, to, you know, pass the bar, people can Google that information. What inspired you to become an attorney? I
0: always wanted to, well, I always like to help people or whatever. So I was always like, I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to be a doctor, you know, Black people do things. I had family members that were in the oil industry in the 80s and a really successful, well, she's not my grandmother, but she's like a grandmother. It's my mother's older sister. And she is so much older than my mom that that's the role that she took. And she just was a mover and a shaker. She's, she's a mover and she's a shaker. And so she always taught me, you know, you're going to get out there and you're going to, you're going to break the mold. You got to break the mold. You got to be who you are, but you got to be successful. She was really successful. So again, I said, I was going to be a doctor or a lawyer. Well, I can't poke people, Kelly. So guess what? <laughs> I don't like blood. So I was like, mm. but I really wanted to deliver babies. I wanted to be an obstetrician gynecologist. Um, and Through the career day 10th grade at my school, I um, graduated from Cypher High School. um, Went to Career Day, and the doctors were dull as hell. So, the doctors were dull. The only thing I liked about their presentation was the little pin you get at the end that's like a shot. That was it. So, I was like, you know what? No. So, the attorneys, every attorney, you know, it was like three of them all of them on the panel they had so much life and so much like energy and i was like you know what that's more me that's more me that's where i'm that's where i'm going to go ahead and i'm go ahead and be a lawyer and so i did it
1: Okay. Now, did you fast track at all because you know, you get 90 credits and you could go into law school or did you finish with your bachelor's, then go into law school and then what made you say I want to do entrepreneurship instead of working for, you know, a big firm that's been around 200 years?
0: Okay. So what I did was I it actually I was on the track team at U of H. So I went on a track scholarship. I was on the track team at U of H. So I couldn't fast track my way through. You have five years. I redshirted one year, which was my last year. Um, you have to travel a lot. I double majored. So it was like hard, you know, for me to, you know, do all that. So I graduated in the normal time. Um, but one thing was my mother was very, very good. She wouldn't allow, look, dude, I could not like take a break. And I wanted to take a break and I wanted about taking a break. And my mom would not let me take a break. She's like, you're going straight through. Don't even try it. So as soon as I school, like I was already studying, you know, for the LSAT while I was in my last semester. And I actually, uh, like, you know, got into school and everything in my last semester of my undergrad and went straight from, I mean, months, went straight from undergrad to law school. I did my regular three years in law school. Um, but I went without watching TV, listening to the radio. I mean, nothing. For three and a half months and I passed that bar on the first go around. So I didn't really fast track, but I did one thing a lot of people don't do. And I did not ever take a break. I just went straight through. So I was a lawyer by the time I was 25.
1: Awesome. And, you know, that break, that's a killer. Some people don't come back and some people just, you know, I I heard that too. Don't take a break if you don't have to. Just finish and and get it done.
0: Just run on.
1: (laughs) So as soon as you, you know, 25, that's a young lawyer. We know folks are going to hate because you're young. People are going to hate because you're beautiful. People are going to hate sometimes because you're black. So did was the, the entrepreneurship, was it like, I don't want to play the game and I'm going to come out here and whoop them in court? Or did you take a corporate job and then say, it's not for me? That's
0: what happened. And i sorry I didn't address that. I took a corporate job, worked for a just gentleman. And I say that because he taught me a lot of, he inspired me with a lot of his ideals with respect to hard work um, and and just putting that work in. So even though he was a white guy, he was Jewish. So he understood oppression. He got that, he gave me a chance, okay. My check was late one time and I was like, sorry, I gotta go. I'm gonna have to cancel this this contract. I'm putting in my notice. And the next thirty days, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna step out on faith, and that's exactly what I did. Because when looking at how much I was getting billed out at, uh, when looking at things like that, you you know, you you look at that and say, "Well, hold on." I, I'm, when you're with a firm, you're on your own. I mean, you have paralegals and things, but you're doing the work on your own. They will come and set a file on your desk that is this thick, and be like, "Here you go. It's doing two days," and you're like or here you go, it's doing in a week, and I mean, so I really feel like, I mean, on my own, I was still on my own, almost, if that makes sense, when you're in the corporate world, you have to get in there, and you have to swim, you have to swim with the sharks, you got to be ready to go, um, they don't baby you, uh, when you go into law, you know, and corporate, you know, when you're working for a company, they're billing those clients, and you've got to do the work, And they expect you to know how to do it when you come in. I don't know how, because the bar doesn't teach you that. And in law school, they can never prepare you. But that's why they call it the practice of law, because you learn as you go a lot of the times, and the law is ever changing. So, you know, I was like, you know what, I can just do this on my own for myself and pocket every dollar. And so that's what I ended up doing.
1: Well, you know, that was going to go into my next question. You ask any attorney, they will tell you law school doesn't teach you how to be a lawyer. So how do you learn, especially when you say, look, I'm billing, you know, 100, 200, 400, whatever that bill is, an hour? Because, you know, if it doesn't teach you how to be a lawyer, most people think, hey, you know everything And, and so how do you, do you have to tell your clients, Hey, listen, I'm kind of practicing with this case right here. I'm 25 years old.
0: You know, when I went into law, it's like, they could look and they knew I was young. Um, and I had a lot of clients that were just like, you know what? I like the way you talk. I believe in you. Let's go. And that's what happened. You know, I hit the ground running. I got them, you know, their victories. And I kept going, you know? And so, I, you know, one of the first six-figure cases that I settled, someone made me do. I did not want to do that case. It was a cavity search case in Rosoria County. Um, I knew the girl um, from growing up with her in a church. Um, and I did not want to do that case. I was scared crapless, OK? And I was getting ready to have to sue the state of Texas, Rosoria County, DPS, new lawyer, pretty much, Couple of years in, and I'm like, I could fight the criminal case because they ended up giving her a crappy criminal case. At first, it was a traffic ticket for marijuana, beat that. Then they told me, okay, you want to fight this? We'll refile it as a, um, a, a misdemeanor. Refiled end up running into a guy that was at, and now it is my home church uh, but it was my mother's church at the time. A guy I knew and I said look I see some constitutional issues in this case and I don't think you want to push this case because if you push this case, I'm lying because I'm lying and I'm bluffing his ass out because I'm scared. If you push this case I'm going to sue you blah blah blah. He laughs in my face in the courtroom with the most, I mean that laugh had so much growth. <laughs> really laughed me out of there. And I was like, I'm sick, sons of bitches. I don't care. She's right, let's go. And I just hit the ground running, ended up, you know, getting six figures on the state of Texas, came back and uh, damn near got six figures on Brazoria County. And, it, and that was all, uh, was done with. You couldn't tell me anything after that. Um, and so a lot of it has to do with your confidence. A lot of the times you are scared. A lot of the times the clients know you don't have that much uh, expertise, but they are putting their faith in you because they they feel you. It's, it's almost like a connection. I always tell people, you know, with my clients, if I move, you move just like that. You know, <laughs> if I move, you move just like that. Some of the best clients are the ones that will tell me anything, whether I want to hear it or not. And people, it's a connection with people that you have. And when you have that connection, it's like you got that person on your back. You know, they're on your back and you got to swim with them on your back. You got to get them to the side. So they got to trust you and you got to trust them. So, yeah, a lot of the times they know how much experience you have or how much experience you don't have. And they're believing in you and that belief in you will give you what you need to go ahead and push forward. It's almost like running scared. You know what I mean? You know, a lot of times on the track you run, you run that race, you're scared as hell. You know, a lot of times, Kellan, I know you may turn on that recording and you're shivering, you know, a lot of the times you got to get in front of an audience and people don't realize you have stage fright because you pull it off so well. And that's exactly, that's exactly the feeling it is. And that's exactly how it. Is.
1: No, I definitely get that because anybody who hits the stage will tell you, if they're honest, there's you're nervous. And I don't care how many times they've done it. Ask Les Brown. You could have asked, you know, little Michael Jackson, or big Michael Jackson. <laughs> there is something. And if you don't have that, you probably shouldn't be on the stage. So. You know, you talk about because somebody will hear that and say, see, that's why my child is going to become a lawyer, because you get that six figure money. Not understanding that you get a piece of that and it's based on the work you've already put in, kind of like a real estate agent. So, you know, can you break that down? Because somebody might hit you up for a loan tomorrow hearing this and say, hey, um, I heard you got six figures. I just need, you know, two thousand.
0: Okay. Well, yes, we get a percentage of the cases. Like I do a lot of uh, slip and falls, car wrecks, and I only get a percentage. So if I bust a case for $280,000, i am not getting the whole 280000 If I take it to trial, I'm getting, if I take it to trial and actually go to trial, I'm only getting 45%. If I file the case, I'm getting 40. If I sell it pre-lit, I'm getting 33 and a third, a third of that. Um, and so you've got to, you know what it is? You eat what you kill you eat what you kill. If you don't kill nothing, you don't eat. There are times where you, as lawyers, you may go through a whole dry spell where you have these cases and you can't crack any of them. Or you can crack the small ones, but you can't crack the big ones. So it's this is something for movers and shakers. It's not for the, the faint at heart. You gotta have hustle in you and you have to be ready to get out there and work hard. You also have to have another type of law that you have under your belt a lot of the times if one type is slow. Um, and so that's what I that's what I do. So I make sure that I'm constantly able to keep myself afloat and doing well, because I got bills now I got bills. Got bills. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I want the needs now When you get a little taste of it, you know, need it. So.
1: And I like to tease people and say, um, you know, if you're a serial cheater being a lawyer might be for you because if you can handle both, if you can juggle it well, not that you're cheating your clients, but that folks who, you know, some guys like to have yeah. two homes. And so if you can handle two type of things. Now, you know, we see the lawyers on TV. We see them in the movies. Would you say, that, you know, like law and order? Is that an accurate, you know, uh, portrayal? Hell no. Of law? no. <laughs> Hell
0: no, law and order is not. Now the Lincoln lawyer is, you know what I mean? <laughs> and they're me like, Damn, that was on, you know, law and order. No, not so much. No. But that Lincoln lawyer, that's kind of how life is for us. That's really how it is.
1: And and that is interesting. I have a family member when he um, graduated Texas Tech and my wife graduated Texas Tech as well. And, you know, they did it kind of almost at the same time. I said, Hey, you're going to go back to Dallas. Cause we are in Lubbock, you about to Dallas. If you need a goon squad, holler at me. Cause being in entertainment, you got to have a goon squad. And that's what the Lincoln lawyer had because you don't know if you're dealing with the Mongols or who you're dealing with, but you better have somebody that has your back. Can you talk about some stories that you've heard and why it's important to have your ear to the street as an attorney?
0: One thing I always tell people is um people think that attorneys you know should be these square individuals that don't really know what's going on and aren't in the know a lot of times when you're in a case you have to have the defin- you have to know the definitions you got to know street slang you have to understand how hispanic people live their life so you got to go spend some time in the barrio i always tell my wife you better go get you some barbecue in a black neighborhood because you got to understand how that goes how can you represent people of all walks of life if you don't understand them and so there are plenty of times where and especially when i first started off where i'd sit and assist older attorneys in their cases and they don't know definitions of stuff mm-hmm. we beat cases on definition and i say that because you can catch people in a lie with the more that you know. And a jury doesn't like to be lied to. And so when you know a little bit of everything, you're able to relate to that jury how you know that witness is lying. And when you can break it down for them, then they trust you. They don't trust the witness. They want to throw out everything that person has said, and you're going to get the verdict that you're looking for. So it's, it's you you I mean you gotta have that that relation you 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 have to have your ear to the street you gotta know what's going on not only in politics but in people's neighborhoods you know you're not gonna be a good lawyer if you don't know black folks and you represent black folks you're not gonna be a good lawyer if you don't understand white people in the backwoods and country if you're gonna represent those type of people you gotta know who you're representing and you gotta understand their culture. It's imperative that you do that because it's happening. I mean, their culture has something to do with that case because it's them and they're in it. They're a party. They've done something, you know, uh, or someone's accusing them of something. And there may be something that you can pick up on within their culture that the opposing counsel may not know. And you can flip that entire case in your client's favor because you keep your ear to the street because you understand. And then you can teach that jury.
1: Now, you know, we, we talk about working hard and what you're saying is the same thing as a younger man, uh, Davis W. Smith. They call him the gorilla in Lubbock. And, you know, and and he said, you got to work hard because I bothered him because I saw this beautiful car and he had billboards all over Lubbock. I said, what are, you, what, what are you really doing, right? And being a gorilla is one thing. Like there's gorilla pimps, but you also have finesse pimps and you have gorilla lawyers and finesse lawyers. What do you find the approach Who's winning more? Is it the the finesse or is the gorilla? Because you know, I just got to know.
0: Okay, honestly, I will say you have both winning. Okay, and I say this because of this, and you think it's the gorilla lawyer all the time, but it ain't so. Because when you cannot push and force somebody into submission, what do you have? Okay. Mm. It's like ruling if you're a king and it's a monarchy and you and the, these people are subjects you can always use fear to rule over your, your your nation but when they no longer are afraid of you you've got nothing okay so you always have to have both you gotta have finesse because those that don't fear you will like you and so you get what you need from the one that like you and then some of them you get what you need because they're afraid of you. So it's always a good balance to have both. You have one or the other, doesn't mean you're not going to win. You can probably knock hands with either one. But you must have both. And that's what I've always tried to focus on, both. Both. Because I tend to be a gorilla lawyer but I've had to work on my finesse. It's almost like taking, I, you know what? I even started looking into hypnotism and looking mm-hmm. at how you hypnotize. I know that sounds crazy that's <laughs> yeah, that no. finesse is that important that my, my the cadence of my speech my tone how i say things how loud or how soft i say them is going to sway a jury in any particular way right so that's why you
1: know and, and I like that because you, you went on that ASMR trip for a second. And that's how you really, you know, you finesse them and, and hypnotize them to, to really hear you. Because I've heard, especially from black lawyers, especially men that, you know, the, 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 those two, those female judges, Kellen, you're talking about, they don't like me. And so I can't reach out to them. I'm like, no, we, you can reach out to them. Let's let's offer them a drink. And, you know, I, I'll show you. No, Kellen, they don't like me. For whatever reason, they have, you know, male issues. But I said, if the females have male issues, I then know they really don't like the black women then, because, you know, black, black women can clash just because the lights turned (laughs) off. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so can you talk about that? Do you find it easier to deal with judges that look like you? Because this is a topic that I, and forgive me if you can't talk about But judges that look like you are judges that don't look like you, but maybe admire you. Maybe they admire your work. Maybe it's your look. Maybe it's just, you know, your tone. One
0: thing that I have learned, and I had to learn this about the black judge, they haze, they haze. So they see someone like themselves and it's not necessarily that they don't like See, we think they don't like us. We think they do not like us. They're mothering us. I've never... When you think about it in that way, it's easier to get what you want from them. They do come across abrasive, some of them, many of them. But that's not what it is. It's a... It's a mothering. It's a hazing. Because you're one of them. And you're coming before them, and they're going to make sure your shit is wrapped hate. They're going to piss you everywhere you're slipping. Why? Because you're not going to go in front of the white judge slipping alley. You're not going to go. You go in front of them with that shit and they're going to they gonna throw your shit out. So they're going to make sure I come straight up. If I'm crooked they're going to flip my ass straight back up and I'm it. I, did. I used, to, used to piss me off until I realized what they were doing. I said damn it they're hazing me. They're straightening me out. But I can get what I need anywhere. And do you know it's worked? It has worked. So that's the thing about it. And 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 you can you can deal with all people that are, you know, you know, oh you know, she thinks she's cute or whatever. And so you do, you will get that here and there. But black judges mainly, the ones that look like me, I have noticed that that's what it is. It's a hazing. And once you make it through the hazing, you're good. But you gotta get through you gotta get through that shit. You might want to. And I have a friend that had to go back in and apologize because she called a judge a bitch under her like I guess I brought breath enough because the bailiff heard her and told the judge and she had to go back in there and apologize she was like, Damn, Jerry. You know, so she had to go back in there and apologize to the judge's face for calling her a bitch and you know the judge was like look we both look alike you know we're both, we're both women from the same place because they, they weren't from the United States but they were black and she said we're both from the same you know I understand you got that fire you know <laughs> but here, I'm sorry, you know, I, but you can't be blah, blah, blah. And so, and I mean, so that's what it is. I mean, it's the haze, it's the haze. Once you can get over the black woman's hazing and her spanking you, then you're fine
1: after that. Okay. And y'all have some fly, Everybody. y'all have some fly ready for TV judges in Dallas and Houston. I mean, they are ready only to be compared with um Alabama um you Alabama I'm not gonna leave y'all out because I know who I'm talking about (laughs) and and, and so I, I say that you know because we see lawyers judges on TV has reality TV reached out to you yet
0: no they have not and I don't really have much of an internet I used to try to go for an internet presence but I never like did a YouTube channel or anything like that so I've never really like went for it people just kind of watch me on my pages and things like that and then I'll kind of back down because my page will get too many people I won't know who these people are that'll scare me and then I'll switch my page up so i need to try but now I'm not really out there like that so I haven't been approached yet
1: okay well you know I I, I pushed you um when we first talked I said why are you not on YouTube <laughs> knowing the connection that we have and that it would be so much easier for you than most people and that you're you know part-time crazy. I yeah, I called her that on my show, y'all. But I, I'll tell her that on and off air. Like, she got a, a fire about her, and I'm not gonna lie. You know, Allie don't scare me. I I, I got an Allie type <laughs> over here. <laughs> so, you know, and she gonna say what she gonna say and be mad, but she's still gonna yeah. talk to me and love me. So it's all good. But I would, I would love to see that just because um, that representation, it's like Judge Mathis tricked some people to go to law school. You know, we're told to go, oh, you should go become this, you should become that. But Judge Mathis, even though it's not real, he made it seem like, and some folks got so deep into it, they said, hey, I'm already here. I might as well go. Um, is is being a judge a, a plan of yours? Could you see yourself doing that?
0: I've had so many people tell me that that's what I need to do. And I've had people say, that's your calling. And I see you on the bench one day. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I—that's what people say. Myself, me, myself. I've never like considered it really, like thought about it or had it be a fire within myself. It—it's come to pass throughout my mind because people say it a lot. So, cool.
1: so I, forgive me. I try to use we'll my see. powers. I try to use my powers for good. But if you increase that social media platform especially the youtube the people are going to call for you in a different way and demand because they're going to say so-and-so just got killed this injustice just happened we need a new judge and then you will be forced as a public figure so when that happens um thank god for you know for that but um that's just how i see it that's just how I see it. And, and why not? Why mm-hmm. not you instead of somebody who doesn't look like you that can't inspire folks to keep pushing? Because you could easily get comfortable and say, look, I got a high six-figure income. I'm straight. I ain't got to do nothing else.
0: That's true. <laughs> yeah. We'll it, see. We'll see where the wind blows and where it takes me
1: wherever you want it to go, you know, and deal with all the nonsense that comes with it. Let me ask with all the success that you have had and the success that I'm talking about that you're going to have in the future, what is a community give back that you're doing or that you plan on doing? Cause I know a personality like yours doesn't just take, take, take. There's something that you're doing, you know, for the streets. Yes. And i um, from, you know,
0: from time to time, I do pro bono cases. Um, pro bono work for people. Um, the churches, you know, they'll have volunteer drives. I love the elderly. I love them. And so I don't mind doing wills and trusts for them or get, you know, helping them out with things. Sometimes they have issues, you know, with taxes or foreclosures. So I do that type of thing. I do clinics, um, you know, and then a lot of it comes from churches and stuff, but I'll do clinics where, you know, they'll have, you know, different lawyers there to help people out with cases and to help them with um, advice. So that's what I like to do. I want to get into voting, like um, voting, getting people to vote, helping them understand about voting, and not so much as voting always like Democrat, but learning to vote to keep people out, if that makes sense. I think that we as Black folks, we just like, you know, we're gonna vote Democrat, and it's not because I'm Republican or whatever. Mm-hmm. But think this a lot of these people, we can get them out in the primaries. I think people don't realize that you can switch and vote for whatever primary you want to and then come back and vote in the regular election. And we as black people have such a powerful vote, we need to knock out these stronger candidates that are from opposing parties early on in primaries and put their candidate, put their candidates a weaker candidate of theirs against our stronger candidate. So I want to um, talk, you know, to the different, well, the communities here and teach us on how to use our vote in a strategic manner, voting strategically, because that's something that as Black we have grasped and we'll vote for whoever people will tell us to vote for, but that's just in the final elections, we don't look at the primary elections at all. Um, You know, we don't look at those type of elections and those elections are the ones that determine the final election.
1: See her getting on her campaign already and why you got (laughs) to vote, Ali Booker. See how that ties in, folks. Uh, God is good. And that's how he does it. Now, I want to get your thought process on on this, because during covid, I've had lawyers tell me, hey, Kellen." things are sweet for us because a lot of the virtual courts we can do, even in Kenya, I have an attorney right now working on a case for me and they're like, Hey, you don't have to come here. We can do it virtually. But I've heard folks here say, look, if I pull in a hundred clients and I can settle out of court virtually for a thousand dollars, look how much money I can make. And if I can pull in, you know, no longer how long this thing goes they're really preying on getting a thousand clients so they can see that seven figure income. What do you think about that? Because my question is, are you really able to give, you know, as a small boutique firm that much to each client? Or are you just kind of like Ply said, swapping them out and, and making a deal? So, you know, give, give me your thoughts on that.
0: COVID gives you a lot of time to work on these cases and you can take on more because the resets are longer Um, due to COVID. It's also easier to get your court dates and to get in court because it's right here behind the screen. And when it's right here behind the screen, that saves time on traveling, going into court, listening to docket and, you know, disruption in court, and things are flowing much better electronically and via video conference than ever before. Um, and also, in addition to that, it makes it easier because the courts now have to be on an electronic system. And you know, before COVID, these courts just, I mean, it was a lot of them. And you got to think about it. The judges run the courts. So it's up to the judge as to how his staff is going to perform. They weren't checking emails. And it wasn't because they weren't checking them it was because they didn't check them as much. It wasn't commonplace to receive an email from an attorney. Um, and so we may get our email answered in a couple of days. Whereas now we're getting responses in 20 and 30 minutes with hearing dates. Um, we're able to talk to the court staff a lot easier. Um, filing has been electronic, but now you know the filing is quicker, okay? Because you can't walk in and file anything now. They have people, man, just to run the electronic filing system. Things are going faster with respect to getting things done. And then the court dates, um, you're getting more time in between because of COVID. So that gives you time to work, even being a boutique firm. So, yeah, I mean, I'm able to help my clients. Uh, I don't do the, the I you know, I, this is one thing. And my clients sometimes... I would say this like with the car wrecks, they will get a little, you know, they'll say that. And I'm like, look, this is not a pop. We're not popping a bag of popcorn. That's not what we're doing. We're not popping. You want the money, you're going to have to wait because I got to do the work to put behind it because you're talking about an insurance company here and they have no reason to pay somebody that's not going to make their counsel work. Now, when that insurance company has to keep paying their counsel, their general counsel, more and more money, it's going to make more sense for them to go ahead and give you what it is you want than it is to be it in the lawyer's pocket and then still have to give you what you want. So. You gotta work those cases, and it takes time. I, I do not turn my car red case over fast. If I had to sell a case for a thousand or two thousand or three thousand dollars, I would be sick. Um, a lot of these big firms do do that. Um, I just am vehemently opposed. I'm completely against it. I try to max out every case that I can. I'm looking at the uh, amounts uh, of the policies, and I'm trying to hit policy limits. <laughs> oh, no, definitely. And that, and that's just. You know, and that's the way to do it. Um, and in order for you to build a case, it takes time to build the cases. You've got to get your experts, your consultants lined up, your doctors, they need their time to do what they have to do. So that turn and burn shit, it works for some people, but that ain't, that ain't for me. And then another thing is when you turn and burn, you're burned out. You're burned out. Your work is sloppy. You know what I mean? How can, you can't really get good referrals that way because the work isn't as substantive as and in, in, as in depth as it should be to get the best end result. So COVID has been great, you know, because I can work from home. I just came from my office. I can get a lot done uh, with COVID and right behind the screen. So yeah, I mean, we are killing them uh, with respect to that. It's hurting, you know, some people's business because it's harder for people to get clients. But if you have a good internet presence, um, and good referrals, you're killing it.
1: Well, I know you have a a good, you know, connection locally. And so when you do get the internet connection, then it's, oh, man, you guys, if you're looking for a job, send in your CV right now to Allie. It's BookerLawFirm.com. The links are in the description because with her online presence, it'll go crazy. I've seen people who aren't good attorneys really win just because they have like a niche. Maybe it's an immigrant niche um, or they know all the criminals. I can't go and say how they know all the criminals. But they have their ways of finding all the criminals. Uh, Maybe they grew up with them. Right. So that's a beautiful thing. Now, have you thought of outside of social media and this future YouTube channel that you're going to do and podcast as well? What other interests do you have that you can kind of tie in the law? Because I could see, you know, the alley album and, you know, featuring Megan Astallion Stallion and, and whoever else. And, and if you go to her Instagram, you all scroll down. She may give me permission to share some pictures in this video. But <laughs> do, you, do you see yourself, you know, um, doing something outside of law?
0: I mean, I like to be what's quote unquote in the mix. It keeps you abreast of, of basically, like I said, of what's going on out in the world and within the law. And so that is how I meet a lot of people and a lot of clients being in the mix, you know, in the know, in the crowd. Um, and so somewhere down my, I don't, you know what, maybe not on this Facebook page or my other one, but they're all public. Um, I did a wrap on there. I mean, I just do all. T- I just think clients uh, that run studios. Uh, shout out to Bonehouse Records. So, I mean, yeah, I do. okay
1: and and i'm sure you get a lot of pushback and people saying i wouldn't do that i wouldn't post that take that down and it always comes from mama and everybody around mama and you know just the family first how do you deal with that because a lot of folks won't ever get to their full potential because they are worried about what outsiders say who are not paying their bills
0: That is pretty much what I tell them. I tell them that I pay my bills, okay? And that, you know, I'm me. I always, you know, I always say, never let people put you in a box because they will put you in that box Mm
1: -hmm.
0: quick, you know? And you've got to be comfortable with yourself and seated in who you are. And you are who you are. And that's really the genuineness of it all is what drives people to you. So you've got to be genuine. And in being genuine, you got to do the things you like okay I mean I bartended for friends I have a liquor license to bartend I mean you know because I have friends that own clubs and it's like hey I want you to come in here and bartend and I'm like you know normally I'd be like hell no I'm like give me the spanks and the the and the crop top and let's go you know so I mean You just gotta, I mean, you gotta be yourself. You gotta be who you are. You gotta, you get one life. You better live it to the full potential, you know, its full potential. And just because you're a lawyer or a doctor or, A radio cast or a manager, an entertainment manager or whatever these people may be doing doesn't mean that that's the whole life that you have to live. You can't be yourself. You can't throw any personality in it. You have to talk a certain way, walk a certain way, dress a certain way. Because if you do that, then how genuine are you? How happy are you going to be? And that light that shines, that's what makes people feel better about themselves as well. It makes people feel better about you and trusting you, and befriending you. Um, and it also shows then that, you know what? I can be who
1: the hell I want to be. So, yeah. No, I, I love that. And you can tell I could give a hoot. Um, I have people okay. that clown. They say, "Kellen, take off that yellow Michael Jackson shirt and them Louis Farrakhan glasses. But I said, you just said two great men. So if that's what you get from my Stilo, it's okay. all good. We're going to keep moving and, and, and love it. I love this game and I want people to just check your site out, follow you on again. Links will be in the description. I don't want to give them a game overload because I could do this all night with Allie. But we're going to take this <laughs> offline, y'all, because I'm going to bother about something. Um, and she already knows what that is, and we'll go from there. So Allie, do you have any last words for the people? Y'all just be yourself. Never let
0: anybody tell you that you can't do what you want to do. And even if it sounds stupid, if that's what you want to do, do it. People tell you all the time, oh, that sounds crazy. Why why do you want to do that? Y'all, some of the most money was made off of what other people call dumb ideas. Okay? So do you. Do you be genuine? Don't be what other people want you to be. Be who you are. And do not care about what people say about it. Because trust me, you're going to get where you're going to get regardless. If it's in you And you got it You're gonna get Where you get regardless Look at Melania Trump yeah.
1: Thanks for getting in the game And listening to the Diversified Game Podcast With Kellen The number one show Pairing entrepreneurship With diverse and inclusive Perspectives Like wine and cheese Bagel and lots Fish and grits